everyone and welcome. My name is Holly Kerr and you are listening to the ninth episode of season two, Looking Back, Journeys from Meeting to Marriage. If you're a loyal listener, you've probably noticed we did not publish an episode last week. Well, that's because we're going to start publishing a new episode only every other week. So after you listen to this week's episode, which you're going to love, mark your calendar for Tuesday, November 1st to tune in for a new journey. Okay, now I cannot wait for you to hear this week's story. Kim and Ken have been married for just over 13 months, but they are not your typical newlyweds. Before meeting, they both suffered some pretty devastating losses in their lives. Losses that may have soured many people to the idea of finding love again, but not these two. By exercising what I find to be amazing courage, faith, and hope, they both took a chance on opening their hearts again. In doing so, they were able to let the Lord lead them into each other's lives. As you listen to their story, you're going to hear the love they have for each other and the absolute joy they have found in being together, and the reverence and respect they have for the late spouses they both have lost. One of the reasons I love doing this podcast is that I feel such hope and joy after each interview. I promise that today's story will lift your heart and renew your faith in the fact that love, joy, and happiness can be found after heartache, and that Heavenly Father is in the details of our lives. Please enjoy listening to the journey of Kim and Ken. I'm Ken, and with me is my wife, Kim. We live in uh, Anchorage, Alaska. I've, I've been in Anchorage uh, my whole life, born and raised. And I've lived here almost 22 years. Wow. I've lived in Anchorage. And how long have you two been married? Uh, just over 13 months. Newlyweds. We're newlyweds. newlyweds. Yes. Yeah. yes. Figuring this yeah. all out. So why don't you go ahead and tell me, and you can each take a turn, and just tell me where you were in your life. Um, You'll have to give us a little background where you were when you met each other. Okay. Um, I'll go first. Okay. Okay, babe? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I, when I met Ken, I was um, divorced and widowed. So I, when I first came to Anchorage, uh, gosh, it was 2001. I was married and uh, sadly divorced in 2006 after 18 years of marriage. Uh, raised three kids, co-parented with my my ex-husband, and about 11 years later, I had met um, an individual named Roger, who was not a member, uh, but we just started dating. A co-worker had introduced us to each other, and he was just a fun guy, and we had a lot in common and enjoyed each other's company. He uh, asked a lot of questions of our religion, um, uh, and I said, let's meet with the missionaries so that you can get these questions answered. We did. He liked what he was hearing. He, we continued to date. After maybe about four months, he did join the church. We engaged and waited the year for him to uh, be able to go through the temple with me. And this was about 11 years after I had divorced. Okay. Uh, we waited the full year. He uh, served diligently in, in our ward. And uh, we were sealed in the temple. And then about three months to the day, he suffered a massive heart attack that took his life. And so he 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 passed away. And uh, then I continued to heal from that. 
uh, continued um, just moving on. Uh, about four years later, um, gosh, maybe it was five years. I don't know. I think it was four years. I had been doing some online dating, put myself out there. Good for you. Um, got into a relationship that we thought was going to uh, end up in marriage, but that that ended up not working out uh, on both of our both of our ends. And um, about a month after that engagement broke up, I decided to put myself out there again. I don't know why I wasn't I wasn't ready at all. And I was almost embarrassed that I was doing that a month after an engagement, a serious engagement. But I snuck myself on there. <laughs> and um, about a week into it, Ken had sent me a, a hi there emoji. And I said, well, he's local. I'll just ask him, you know, how he's enjoying the Alaska weather. <laughs> I did. And then he uh, grasped onto that and said, here's my phone number, let's text and call each other. But then I got cold feet and was afraid. So I backed off a little bit and told him that, you know, I, I, I couldn't, he asked me out to go hiking the very next day, meet him at some hill. And I'm like, that. I watch Dateline. I am not just going to meet this stranger at a hill. Made up an excuse. I couldn't. That same weekend, the Sunday. Oh, go ahead, babe. Oh, I, let me stop you there. Oh, okay, okay. Let me stop you there. Okay. I was just going to stop her too, so I want to hear. Yeah. We got to get okay, to the. Okay. We got to get to the hillside, but yeah, I want to yeah. hear okay. Ken's background yeah, yeah. too. Yeah. This is getting so, good. Yeah. Oh yeah, it gets good. It gets good. It's good. Um, so I'm I'm Kenneth I'm born and raised in Anchorage, Alaska. I got married in Belgrade, Serbia, when I was 23 years old. She was a member of the church in Belgrade. We get married. Uh, we come back to Anchorage. We have two amazing children. She does not continue with the church because I'm inactive. And so we were inactive. Um, yeah, I'm going to say probably about 19 years of our marriage, we were inactive. My kids, you know, as uh, early teens decided they wanted to go to church and we got them into, we drop them off every Sunday, go to church. We drop them off for youth activities. Yeah, I, I take them to seminary. So I was I was active uh, with my kids, but not actually going to church on Sunday. Okay. My daughter goes out on a mission in uh, December of 2018. We drop her off at the MTC. And from then, I'm, everything I was doing to this point, I stopped doing. The drinking, swearing, chewing tobacco, <laughs> coffee. I've stopped everything. I don't know why. I just decided I was going to stop. And as my daughter's on her mission, we find out uh, my wife is diagnosed with cancer. And we realize that she may make it a year and a half, mm -hmm. may not. That's but tough. we don't tell the kids. We don't Ooh. we don't tell the kids. She went through chemo, she had she had it removed, went through chemo in August of 2019 she feels really good uh we think oh great you know you know well she'll still be alive when christina is scheduled to get off her mission mm -hmm. um in september she starts feeling bad and we realize the the cancer has come back mm -hmm. in october they tell us you know you probably got about six months mm -hmm. oh. well that six months doesn't make it to when christina can finish her mission and be home and that's when we decided to tell the kids. Christina, her first initial reaction was, I believe you'll be alive. Mm -hmm. 
And even if you're not, when I get home, you know, we'll see each other again one day. So she decided not to come home from her mission. Mm -hmm. And uh, for my daughter to make that decision not to come home really touched me. Oh, and I decided, and and my wife wanted to be sealed in the temple with me. So Mm -hmm. I started going back to church. But, I mean, everything changed my life. And, and for the, I mean, I hate to say for the best, uh, I can't say losing your spouse is good. Um, it's not, but coming back to church was the best thing I ever did. It prepared me for where I'm going to be in life. My daughter found out we're going back to church, made her so happy because she, she never thought that was going to happen. She never thought her dad was ever going to go come back to church. Mm-hmm. So December rolls around and COVID is starting. Mm-hmm. and Christina calls at this point, she's able to call almost every day because of her mom's condition. Mm-hmm. They didn't start. Well, they, they asked missionaries. They can call once a week mm-hmm. when she went on her mission. So, but she's calling like every day just to check on her mom. Mm-hmm. And, and then she says, oh, I want to come home. I got a strong feeling. I need to come home. I need to be with you. They were able to move her out of Russia in like the second week of January and she gets home, and uh, my late wife and I are sealed in the temple on January 25th, and she was able to be sealed with us on that same night. Wow. To come back to church at the time we did and to prepare us for the temple and to get to where we are able to go to the temple, it was amazing timing because of she passed in April. Wow. If, I wasn't, if I wasn't done doing everything I was doing, uh, before coming back to church, I don't think I would have been worthy enough to go to the temple yeah. until after she passed. So my wife passed April 7th of 2020. Um, like a month later, I get a call from the stake president uh, calling me to be the second counselor in the bishopric. Wow. And this is only six months ever coming back to church. And I yeah. never had a call in the church. Until... Oh, wow. That's a baptism by fire. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But... Anyway, I accepted the calling. It was the best thing I've done. Uh, it was the best thing I did at that time because it just, I was able to focus on our, our Heavenly Father and, and the needs of, his, of the ward and, and the youth. And it was an amazing calling. And in November, I thought I was ready to date again. And come January, a friend of mine said, Oh, why don't you go on a dating app? You know, here's a Mormon dating app. And it wasn't the Mormon dating app. I guarantee you that. It was not the LDS <laughs> dating app. <laughs> so I'm on this in January. I'm on this dating app. And, and I'm not getting any hits. And I'm like, these, these ladies are crazy. This is not, these are not people that I'm going to want to be with. You know? um, then he got on the right one. And then, and then my friend's daughter, uh, well, uh, just a couple weeks, well, maybe, maybe three weeks um, before we met, um, I got on the right app and I'm starting to feel, well, I'm not on it yet. I'm filling out my profile mm-hmm. and I just felt, you know, I just thought I'm not ready. I'm not ready. And, and I'm having an 18 year old girl, my, my best friend's daughter doing my app for me, <laughs> my profile. And I, I just stop her. I just stop her. And I go, you know, I just, I got to wait. I just, yeah. I, something, something tell me I just, I'm not there yet. Um, and so like three weeks or a month goes by and, and uh, I decided on my own to finish it. And then, so I, I, I finished the, uh, my profile and then I start looking at, and, and Kim was 
Tim's picture just pops up right away. And I'm just, I'm like, I, I, I there's something about it. My feelings were just like, I, I need, I need to talk to her. I need, she is, she's the one. She's going to be the one. Wow. And so I, I, I gave her a wink or whatever, a wave. And, <laughs> and then she replied and, and I'm like, you know, I, I hate texting. I hate emailing. Here's my phone number. Call me. Let's talk because I'm not, I'm not good at, you know, writing. I'm not, my spelling is horrible, but I can talk and, and she'll hear my voice and, and be comforted by my voice and fall in love with me by my voice, but not my, not my crappy spelling and text, you know? And so, and so she doesn't reply to that. She just replies to that, that website, that whatever that LDS. Yeah. Yeah. I wasn't ready. I had been on the websites a lot longer than he had. Uh, When Roger had passed, I think after year three, I had put myself out there. And Mm. it's a dangerous place to be, but Uh, also a great place to be. You can find, you can definitely find love, and we are an example of that. But um, I was a little more uh, apprehensive. And also, remember, I wasn't even thinking I was ready. Not even sure why I was on there. So he was too fast for me. That was on a Friday. That was on a Friday. Saturday morning's a beautiful day. And and I'm like, you know, you want to go for a hike at Windy Corner? (laughs) It even sounds bad. It does, does. Yeah. Well, not to me, it didn't sound bad. I'm thinking, you know, it's a chance to meet, you know. And and I, I didn't think that. That seemed odd at all. It, it was. I was scared. <laughs> Dateline. Dateline. Yeah. Totally. And I, that's what I thought. I watched Dateline. I am not going to meet him there. And so she responds going, oh, that would be nice. But I'm in I'm in Talkeetna with my friends. We're, you know, dog sledding. And I'm like, oh, okay. That's, so the, that's the worst lie I've ever heard. Were you really it, in Talkeetna dog sledding? It was. Okay. Only was someone it? from Alaska can use that Holly. as a... Like, oh, oh. oh. <laughs> The truth so comes out. Podcast, the truth is going out. Of this and I've never told him, and I have meant to tell him that I was in Telkeetna the weekend before, but I, I lied to him, and he doesn't know this just now. And babe, I, I promise. Is this I'll a make divorce it. podcast? I wish gonna... you could all see Ken's face because he really didn't know this. <laughs> and my friends to this day have said it was it's Jenny. <laughs> Jenny and Robin, and they're like, have you told Ken that that was a lie? I said, no, I have not. I well, have not come the truth is now out. Holly, wow. I was in Telkeetna the weekend before, but I was not about to meet this man on Windy Corner or whatever it was called. Because I was afraid, so I, I lied to him and told him that I was in Telkeetna. This whole thing started with a lie? A lie? <laughs> I really didn't think, you know, I thought he's too fast for me. I'm getting off this site. I'm not going to, I'm not going to do this anymore. I'm in Telkeetna. So I cannot meet you on a windy corner. And so he did not text me. And he's like, oh, okay, darn it all. So then Saturday night comes, Sunday comes. Sunday, I'm, I'm at uh, my friend's daughter's 18th birthday party. Now the, the 18th daughter birthday party that he is at is the one that helped set up his website. Yes, she's and the it's his best friend's family. They are very good friends. He yeah. and the and the and the husband. Yes, okay. and so I walk in and uh, I'm like, you know, guys, there's this lady on LDS Singles, and I'm explaining her past. You know, she's divorced, uh, remarried, husband dies twelve weeks later. Her name's Kim. They go, 
Kim Lowry? And I'm like, <laughs> well, I don't know last names because last names are not on the, yeah. on the profile. And then we go, we know Kim Lowry. And <laughs> this guy opens up the cupboard, and sure enough, it says Nana's bread recipe. Okay. Inside his kitchen, yeah. oh my inside gosh. his kitchen, there is my mother's bread recipe on Allen and Peterson letterhead. So Allen and Peterson is a cooking uh, appliance center locally owned here in town. I worked for them when I got divorced after 18 years. I took a job there and I worked there uh, for about three and a half years up until 2010. The The recipe was dated 2007, I what? think. 2007. And uh, he took a picture of it and then sent it to me in a text that said, look at what I, I'm at a birthday party, look at what I just found. And it was my mom's bread recipe. Okay, does, did that family know you or did they only know your name from the yes. bread recipe? They knew me because he was a he was a part owner or owner of Allen and Peterson. Okay, okay, got it. So I worked for that man who ends up being Ken's very, very good dear oh friend. Oh my gosh. And so I worked for him for three and a half years. He kept Nana's bread recipe. She used to come up when she would visit me and she would bake bread in the store uh -huh. so that it smelled good. Oh when, my gosh. When clients would come in, he took that, he asked for that recipe, we sent it out to everyone, and he printed it and put it in his kitchen cupboard. Yeah. Now, how many years later is this? This is 10, 10 yeah. years later that he still has that recipe wow. in his cupboard. Wow. And so he sends that to me and I instantly feel okay. It's yeah. not Windy Corner anymore. Yeah. It's there's a connection. It's somebody Nana's else knows bread. this man. Somebody can speak good things about this yeah. man, and um, I have to visit this. So when yeah. he yeah. sent that to me, which was the smartest thing he ever did, yeah. Then I called him. Oh, I love this him. story. Yeah. I love this story already. <laughs> so, but after 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 the uh, birthday party, I laughed and I went home and I called her and she answered the phone. Good job, and. Dan. I, I think we talked. It's a Sunday night, and I, I think we talked for two hours. I mean, everything just starts coming coming together. So, her good friend Kyle um, went hunting in October before all this happened, and I was hunting. I was on that trip with Kyle, but I was with Kendall Skinner. That's a whole other story too. Story. But a whole group of friends that yeah. we knew that have never, you know, have not ever thought to introduce us. We knew yeah. the same circle yeah. of people. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. And so, yeah, by Monday, by Monday morning, you know, she's more comfortable with me now because I know all these people that she right. knows. Right. And that makes a huge difference. Yeah. Huge. Huge difference. Yeah. And so. But we met yeah. each other at a time that was difficult because, so he invites me to come over. He says, listen, I, you have come along in my life when it's most crazy and inconvenient. I'm, I've got lots of travel coming up. He was going to Serbia for, for almost a month to visit his late wife's family. He wow. was going with his daughter and son. It was yeah. a whole trip that had been planned for a year. My daughter's uh, ceiling in the temple. Yeah. All yeah, these things. He, had, he was going to be out of town a lot. And so he said, "I can you, I'm having some some friends over for dinner on Tuesday night. I'd Monday love to, night. Oh, Monday night. I'd love yeah. to have you come over and have dinner with us. Okay. And so I, um, which was intriguing to me and I, and I was busy, but thought I need to leave room for this yeah. to, to be able to get to know him. So I, so I did. So I went over. Yeah. We had dinner. And we met face to face for the first time. Yeah. Tell me about and that. Tell me just, your instant feelings or thoughts just when you first met. I, uh, I 
I fell in love with her. Absolutely, one hundred percent was committed to her when I met her. And I was. I, I got to think. I I got think I was probably committed to her talking to her on the phone, just because she she has an amazing personality. And and then when she comes walking to my front door, it's like, wow, He's wow, so she's she's amazing. She's beautiful. She has this amazing personality. She's so outgoing, friendly, and I hugged her. I hugged her. I, oh, I asked if I could hug her, and she's like, yeah. <laughs> How, what were your feelings, Kim? My feelings were I was apprehensive because, remember, I had just gotten out of an engagement yeah. about a month before that, so I was nervous. And um, But when I, when I drove up and he came to the door, instantly I felt um, at ease once I saw him and could, and like he said, hear his voice, and I just felt, I felt comfortable there. I did, and he gave me a hug, um, and and I said, oh, you're a hugger. Oh, yeah, I'm a hugger. You know, we get all of those things taken care of, and then I walk in, and you could tell that he had just shampooed his stairs, so you have to walk up the stairs to get to the living space, and he said, take off your... um, take off your socks so they don't get wet and go up the stairs. And I was like, I am not taking my socks off. First of all, I have a horrible bunion on my left foot that everybody knows about. And I am not letting Ken for the first time, let that be the thing that he sees first. He's already fallen in love with you at the door. So you're good. But the bunion could ruin everything. So I'm like, I'll just have wet socks. It'll be fine. He was insistent. So I took the socks off and got up the stairs as fast as I could and quick put the socks back on. But he still was just very kind. And I didn't tell him about the bunion until after we, you know, were dating a long time. But I I sat down and I also was impressed that he was having friends over and he was entertaining, you know, and he Mm -hmm. and they were people that um, he had been sharing the gospel with just through his example. So they were there and we all just sat at the table. And gosh, I stayed for three hours I think yeah. it was and he made uh goulash caribou goulash oh, yeah. uh, that was excellent and we just got to know each other a little bit but I wasn't sure if he if he liked me I think I was worried about that I think he might have been nervous a little bit and I was too uh-huh. I was nervous uh but I but that's how I was feeling anyways when I left it it was good it and, was good and this whole thing this whole time we're sitting next to each other and I I want to put my arm on her. You know, I want to pet her back. I want to <laughs> touch her. And, but I'm like, I'm, I'm holding off on doing that because I, I feel so comfortable to her. I feel so uh, attached to her. And instead of doing that, he was very uh, keeping his distance, but he kept looking at me and I could tell that out of the corner of my eye. So that's why I thought I had the mis- mixed message. Okay, that, oh, there's it. something he doesn't, you know, he must've saw my bunion coming up the stairs. <laughs> I don't know. I just wasn't sure. And he's he was just like, distance. oh, that's great. <laughs> So what happened so after I that felt, night? I felt there was a little bit of a distance, but then okay. I went home and he called me like immediately after I got in the door. It was nine o'clock, nine fifteen, yeah. and he called immediately. As a matter of fact, Alec had called me and said, How did your date go? And I said, I don't know. I'm not sure. There's a connection. He was really nice and we had a good time and I like his personality. And then I said, Oh, I have to go. That's him calling me on the other line. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And um Man, Tuesday morning I showed up at her work with uh, some flowers. He did right off the bat. Oh, a sunflower, and I didn't I didn't know sunflower was her favorite. He didn't flower. He didn't. So that was so cute, and and uh, I wasn't expecting that, but but then I was getting the feeling. Oh, he he's he he likes me. We're attracted to each other. Absolutely. Um, And then um, 
We didn't hang out. Did we, we didn't. We Wednesday, talked Tuesday. You came Wednesday, I, I came over for dinner before going bowling. And, and that's a whole story, too, trying to get that too salad. To oh, yeah. We shared a salad together. <laughs> and then he asked if he could kiss me at that Ooh. at that interaction. So oh, yeah. Wait, wait, wait. Before our- the bowling? Yeah. Okay. So he came over with salads. He he texted me at work and he said, "Hey, can I come over and have a salad with you before um, before I go bowling? I have to bowl at six. He says there's this great salad place, um, Sweet Caribou, and I said, "Oh, that's my favorite place." He's like, "What salad do you like?" I said, "The beet salad, <laughs> the Denali beet salad." So he goes at three o'clock to get this Denali beet salad, and I know that. If you don't get your beet salad by one, you're not going to get one because it's a hot commodity. <laughs> so he goes there. He tells the guy, the owner, is like, I so, need a beet salad. Yeah, James. James is the owner. I, I've known, I met him uh, just because I'm an Oregon Duck fan and he's a Washington Husky fan. So I go in there and literally we just kind of joke with each other and put each other down. And I go in there and, and so I got to know James and I go, James, you don't have any beet salads. He goes, yeah, man, if you're not here by a certain time, you're not going to get a beet salad. I said, look. I just met this woman, and her favorite salad's beef salad, and I'm, I'm bringing her one for dinner tonight, today. you got to make some magic you know? happen here, James. And, and so and so he goes, and he says, I got you, man. I got you. I'll go make one. So he goes back and makes one beef salad, and I'm so thankful he didn't even charge me for it, you know? And, and so I'm like, oh, thank you. And so now I realize I only have one salad, and so I – and my friend's house is – the one with the nana bread yeah. recipe okay. discovered. Okay. Yeah. And so his house is between the uh, salad restaurant and Kim's house. So I I go, you know, I call Kenny. I go, Kenny, are you home? He goes, yeah. I said, do you have any salads? He goes, oh, yeah, absolutely. Kind of weirded out. Like, I said, I need a salad. So I Couldn't I you just bought another salad? Yes. <laughs> I explained everything to Kenny. Very nervous. As fast as I can because I have to go to, you know, I can meet up with Kim. And he has, he has these car salads, Safeway salads, small salads. <laughs> and I'm crappy, just really not so good salads. But I take one anyway, just so I can show up with two salads. Yeah. So I don't have to share my beef salad. Yes. <laughs> that was very <laughs> But the reason I take the time to tell that story is because that's just how Ken is. He sweet. just is just all about all about what makes me happy. You know, I mean, it's a two-way street, of course, in relationships, but he was he was out to let me know that I I really really enjoy your company. I want to put your needs before my own, and that was just the beginning of how he was. That's very he sweet. He just was kind, and it touched me that he would go to that much trouble to get me a beet salad. You know, <laughs> and so that was just the start of that. I was feeling something, but wasn't sure. Yeah. But so we ate the beet salad, and then he proclaims that he really likes me a lot now I have no doubt that he definitely is on board but now I'm a little more apprehensive because again I just got out of this relationship I'm not sure what I'm feeling and um he he and he tells me I don't tell him I don't reciprocate that but then he leaves we go to the door for him to leave and he asks if he can kiss me now this is day Three, three, three of actually meeting. Right. And, and I tell him no. Ooh. And I say, um, you know, we, we just need to, I didn't let, I didn't let my soon. late husband kiss me until two weeks. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay. And, and I'm like, I'm like, okay. And, and, and I'm not a fast mover. I just, yeah. And in my thoughts, I'm one who breaks records and set records, <laughs> and, but, but I did let her know. I said, this is one record. 
that I'm not going to break. I'll, I'll wait. Oh, that's yeah. Sweet. He was very kind yeah, about that. Yeah. But then it was that weekend, I think, that you had to leave to go to Christina's. I was leaving today. Yeah. And, uh, but we, we saw each other every day. Okay. I made a point to see her every day. He did. Um, and then I left because my daughter was being sealed in the Manti Temple. Okay. And so I'm down there for like a week, over a week. And that was like, it was hard. It was hard because now I just want to spend my time with Kim. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I think it was also hard on my daughter because it was her her week. Right. You know, it's her just sealing and everything. And It was hard. The love got in the way. It really, it really did. <laughs> of family and where his priorities needed to be. But at the same time, it was hard for the both of us. Yeah. But when he had come back from that trip, then, of course, we saw each other more. We did some some hikes and some um, walkings and things, and uh, he had he had he was over here and we had watched a movie, and I had mentioned that I needed to get out. It was April, right? It was end of April, and the snow had all melted. And I had mentioned that I needed to rake my leaves all along the side of the house, and mm-hmm. it's a big job to rake all those leaves out, bag them up, and so it was heavy on my mind, <clears throat> and told him that that's what I was going to be doing over the next little while. And so, but he had invited me uh, for the next day to go on a walk downtown and wanted to take me to breakfast down there. And so I said, okay. He said, how about nine o'clock? I said, great. I was upstairs getting ready. And when I came down, I could hear something hitting the side of the house. Yeah. But what were you feeling? What were you feeling? Oh, I forgot. (laughs) What were you feeling? I was feeling apprehensive again and was thinking, I think I'm just going to end this because I'm not ready. I, the, right. the, the feelings are getting too too much, too fast. Right. And I'm not sure. I'm not sure if this is the direction that I want to go. So, and I had told I had told my mom, you know, I think after this date, I'm just going to slow things down. Yeah. When I came down the stairs, I heard the rake hitting the side of the house, and I wasn't sure that that's what it was. And I thought, what is that noise? And I looked out and he had already done most of the raking. So he had come probably an hour before he had picked me up and was raking all of those leaves out. And I was so touched that he heard me. And that's not the reason I said it. It wasn't even, it was just a conversation. And he made it a point. And it's funny because that, that night when I had mentioned it, and then about an hour later, he's like, I had a dog named Willow and he said, does she bark like at night? If somebody's, <laughs> you know, out in the neighborhood or <laughs> I said, Oh yeah, she goes crazy. So I guess he was going to come like at midnight oh, and do yeah. that so that I wouldn't know. So I would wake up and see the surprise. So he waited until the morning. Um, but my heart was so touched and I, I cried in my house as I was watching him out there just doing wow. that painstakingly long chore that needed to be done and thought, you know, why wouldn't I want him in my life? Right. That That's exactly the type of man that I, I would love to spend time with. And it wasn't about the chore. It was just about his service and his kindness to want to put me, to, that he heard me and yeah. that he wanted to help serve me in some way. Yeah. And that just spoke volumes to me. And we went and had a beautiful day. And um, we just let things progress at that point. Then I just put down my walls and we yeah. connected. And I asked her... I asked her if there was any concert she would want to go to because I want to get to know you know her and, yeah. and see if I could do something special. And it was Garth Brooks. And I'm like, oh, no, man, country. And I'm not <laughs> thinking anything. He's just like, 
if you could have go to any concert, which one it would be? And I didn't even pause like that. Of course, Garth Brooks right. is the guy I would want to yeah. see. And then and I'm like an Iron Maiden guy, you know, <laughs> I'm like country was never, I've never liked country. So I'm like, okay, Garth Brooks. So I go home and I look up Garth Brooks tour schedule and sure enough, he's stopping in Salt Lake. I remember like, that. COVID. like we're still in COVID. Yeah. But this is happening. July yeah. 17th or something like that. And, and so I'm, I'm getting ready to buy the, buy the tickets and I'm like, well, I better check with her and make sure she's okay yeah. to go before I spend, you know, <laughs> lots, of money. lots of money on these Garth Brooks tickets. And so is I go, this in April when you're, are we still in April here when you're buying these tickets? This is end of April. This yeah, is like end, end of April, early May. Yeah, end of May. And okay. the concert was going to be in, was July. July yeah. 17th. And so I call her at work and I said, you know, I have my finger on the button to buy two tickets field level to Garth Brooks in Salt Lake City. Wow. Right? You think you'll be able to go? It's July 17th. And I was shocked. Wow. I'm thinking, first of all, I didn't even know he still was doing concerts. <laughs> yeah. And apparently he wasn't. He just started this tour at that very time that I would mention his name. <laughs> um, he started up a tour. And yeah. so um, I was I couldn't even think straight. I couldn't even believe that he would go home and research that. I thought we were just talking. Yeah. I thought he was just trying to get to know me, like he said, but it like burned into his soul that he <laughs> wanted to go make that happen. And so again, I was taken back and, and something told me, just go, just be sporadic. And I'm not sporadic at all. Like I have to have a plan and it has to work out and I have to check with work first and all those things. But I just said, yes, let's just wow. do it. So let's I, do it. I bought the tickets. Um, <laughs> Not knowing that that concert sold out right away. Yeah. In an hour. Like an oh, hour. Oh, yeah. I, didn't I know I who can, Garth Brooks was. I can't believe you got him because, uh, you know, I'm in Salt Lake area and no one got those tickets. I don't know how you got them. Yeah. It's meant to be. I yeah. got him. So it's all about timing that he yeah. just wanted to do something nice wow. for me, which that was above and beyond nice. But it was amazing. And we had such a good time. So Our, that's a commitment uh, because that's for, further on in your future than you had even known each other. Exactly. Yeah. And that was one of the reasons I was, I wasn't even sure I could say yes. Yeah. Because I'm like, I don't even know if we're going to be together in July, but he's like doing this. So we will be like, he is smart. <laughs> you know, like he's like, I know I'll be with her at least until the concert. Cause I have to leave. I have to go. I'm spending three weeks in Serbia oh, that's right. with my late wife's family because we haven't been able to see him since her passing because right. of COVID prevented us to travel over there. Um, and so I spent uh, like the end of May for the, in the first three weeks of uh, June in Serbia, okay, which was, um, and we talked every day. Really, we talked yeah, twice every day. a week. Yeah, twice a day. We did. We, we, yeah, yeah. we talked. It. it was rough. It was hard uh, being away from Kim. I don't like being away from Kim. Even to this day, I, I mean, we're married now. And that's usually when you're married, you go, I got to go. You know, <laughs> enjoy each other's I, I don't want to be away from Kim. And, and that, that caused some turbulation with my kids. Because every, every kid yeah, Tell me a little mind. bit about that. Because it had to have been hard for your kids to say goodbye to their mom and then see you falling in love with another woman. Was that a hard thing? It was, it was very hard for my daughter. Mm -hmm. You know, my daughter starts saying things like how, I mean, did you, you still don't love, you know, you don't love mom anymore. Yeah. You don't, you know, how it's, difficult. It, it's yeah. too soon. You don't know her, you know, mom, mom's only been, you know, dead a year and you're already dating and, and you know, 
I, it was so hard. It was and hard. I, I tried to be sensitive to that because they lost their mom. Right. And so that's different than losing a wife, really, because he he wanted to find love again. I wanted to find love again. Um, we're better together than we are apart. I mean, you know, we have each other to boost each other up, to be positive with each other, to live the gospel, to serve together. And it's just fun. It's so much more fun to be together than when we were apart. Right. And somebody who, who treats me so well. Um, and so I tried to be sensitive to his kids because it was very soon mm -hmm. for them. Um, but I wanted, and I, I wanted them to be clear that I wasn't in the picture to replace their mom. I always wanted to uphold their mom mm -hmm. in a respectful way. And so we, we, we were careful. We tried to be careful. And so that whole time in Serbia was not a good time. It was. <laughs> He's torn. I'm, yeah. I'm, yeah. Really torn. I mean, on June 5th, I'm walking with my daughter and she goes, you know what today is? I'm going, yeah, it's June 5th. So this is the day we buried mama. Oh. And I'm like, oh, you know, but my, my mind heart, is. Your heart was elsewhere at yeah. that time. Yeah. My mind's on Kim. My, yeah. my whole. Yeah. The rest of my life is with Kim. I knew. And the whole thing, I kept telling Kim throughout this whole dating process that I knew how it was going to end, that we would be married. I mm -hmm. knew, I knew the ending already and I'm just waiting on her. I mean, she'll tell you, I kept telling her, I know how this ends. And I'm probably scary. I mean, I told her everything about me. I told her everything about my past, who I was before this, um, and some scary stuff. He um, did. He did not lie to me at no. all. He was very forthcoming, and I appreciate appreciate that, especially now, um, because we came together. Like you said, there's no coincidences, and everything just sort of planned up to us meeting each mm -hmm. other. And, and I, I love his children. I love their mom. I love his late wife, even though we never got to meet. Mm -hmm. I know that we would have been dear friends had we had an opportunity to meet. And so um, I will always respect her as being his late wife and the kid's mom, always. Boy, and then I think they're on board now. I love his kids, and I feel like we're getting that relationship with each other as time goes on. Well, I'm sure they see how time. happy you make their dad, which that's... We important. are so happy together. Yeah. yeah. We really, really are. Oh, yeah. They... We are happy yeah. together. So yeah, I want to ask I want to ask him, when he kept telling you, I know how this ends, I know the future, so that would make me, like, super nervous. Did it make you nervous, or... Yeah, yes. how did you feel about that? I was nervous because he was ready to propose already. Yeah. I mean, he was already asking for a kiss on day three. And I had just gotten out of a very serious relationship where I needed to slow things down. And yeah. so I was open about that with him. When he would tell me that, I would say, well, I'm glad you're confident in it. And I honestly, in the back of my head, I was always looking for that excuse to say, mm, this isn't mm -hmm. going to work out. But it never came because he always, he just... He was everything that I had ever wanted in a relationship. He was what I had with Roger, but me and Roger, our purpose was an eternal plan. Mm -hmm. And then he was taken very quickly. And then he and Roger would have been best of friends. They are one and the same. He he does things that, that Roger did as well. And so I'm just so thankful that he came along. And, and I like to say that, that we... 
we are sealed to our companions and we are here to keep each other on the straight and narrow and to enjoy each other so that we can be given back to our companions when the time, wow. when, when it comes for our time. Wow. And I feel, and we both feel that Heavenly Father um, will make it right so that I'm sure we will get to see each other again. Yeah. I, that's how I picture it, yeah. you know? Yeah. So well, um, I, I was apprehensive every time he would say that, but we just continued to date and uh every time i was with him we had such a good time and we would laugh he cracks me up he is hilarious and we just would make good memories together um not to say that it has been a perfect relationship no relationship is perfect but um we have been able to talk through our differences uh sometimes we agree to disagree Mm -hmm. sometimes um we always listen to each other that's the most important thing that i think has worked uh for us that we know that we're not perfect either one of us and but together we're better and we just enjoy each other i can't imagine not having him i love that holly holly two two weeks of this dating dating kim uh i was conducting sacrament and it was uh fast testimony sunday and i gave my testimony i told everyone in my ward two weeks after meeting kim that i met my my wife my next wife (laughs) that was scary no pressure no pressure. And, and, and then coming off uh, after sacrament, uh, everyone's going, does she know? Does she know? Does she know? And I'm like, no, not yet. No, no. Well, don't you think she should know? I think that's okay. It's going to happen. I know. Because I just had the feeling the whole time from the, the minute I saw Kim's picture to just even now, I know she's who I'm supposed to be with. I knew I it. That. I love that. Well, let's get back to the concert. So you're in Russia, okay. you're in Russia, and it's hard. And then what happens after that, I guess? Okay. Um, you come home. I, I come home and we're just... Oh, he, we had finally kissed for the first time. Oh, oh okay. Um, About three weeks. Was after it? he came home from uh, Utah. So Utah. He, okay. he had been gone to Utah with his daughter for her sealing. And he had asked me when he was coming home, can I kiss you when you pick me up from the airport? And this is, this is three weeks, so, I guess we've known each other. And I asked her before I got on the plane. And so it was the longest plane ride ever. And I, I was flying, I think I direct out of Salt Lake into Anchorage. And I'm just like, this plane is just taking its time. Is it circling Anchorage? Is it, what, what's going on? And I even told the lady next to me I was going to kiss you for the first time. <laughs> But she didn't know who I am. <laughs> She's she like, this guy's crazy. Away from me. Yeah, she grabbed her bag and <laughs> ran off the plane. Um, so, I mean, that's probably the fastest I went through the, the terminal. He did. I went down the escalator. Oh, and that, that's when you were supposed to, like, test for COVID, too, I think. Yeah. And I didn't bother. I just walked right by the, everything. He didn't get his luggage. I went nothing. straight out he to just the car. straight out. And I laid a big fat one on He her. did, and it was so sweet. That's and again, sweet. it was just that um, he wanted to he wanted to be there. He was he was excited to be there, and so that's when we got to kiss for the first time. And it was it was so great. It was great. We finally got that out of the way. Yeah. And then um, she, she's like, "Are you ready to go?" I'm like, "Not going to get my luggage. <laughs> I can go back in. I have to get my luggage. I just need to get this done." That's so cute. Then a week later, he ends up having to go to Serbia. So then that's the three week trip. He'd already planned for the Garth Brooks, so we had that to look forward to. When he came home, uh, then I, I think it was just a little bit later. We went to Garth Brooks. It was a a quick trip. So we left like on a Thursday night. 
Friday morning uh, and came back Sunday. His daughter and son-in-law take us to the concert, drop us off. It's magical. If you can even imagine, I think there was, how many people? Was it 250 some thousand? No, no, it was so... The stadium only holds, I think, 65,000 people oh, anywhere in the stadium. Full capacity. Yeah. yeah. Uh, 100, 100 degrees. Yeah. All the while, I'm having him listen to Garth Brooks' music, watch the documentary, you know, getting him prepared Prepping for the concert. Because he's a rocker. He, yeah. he had nothing to do with him. But then he's fallen in love with this guy already after watching the documentaries. And he's a good guy. Man, I love his music. So we had, it was just like a great connection for us. Never forget it. Awesome. Yeah awesome thing then we come home we continue to date um he wants to propose i wanted to propose to her at the concert matter of fact i had kenny's daughter the 18 year old girl trying to get a hold of garth brooks oh and let me on stage to propose but you know kim kim kept telling me i have to wait six months i have to wait six months before you know we could propose i think that's reasonable that's pretty reasonable yeah I thought it was. No. I thought it was reasonable. No, no, he, no. he wanted it right no, now. That's right. That's right. We get back from Garth Brooks, and I'm. I, I just want to. I want to get the ring. I want to propose to her. I want to get this done. You know, I want to get this done. And we finally went and got the ring. We, we went ring shopping. We went ring shopping. We found the one that was going to work. I went and picked it up, and and she's like, "So when you pick up the ring, wait two weeks and then do the proposal." <laughs> I was like, "Don't just." You know, you can surprise me. You can do it anytime you want, but just, you know, surprise me. I don't want to know it's coming. Right. Kind of thing. And so my, my thought was, well, she wants to be surprised. How can I do something that's a surprise? And so I took that ring. I went and got some flowers and I went straight to her work. And and it was the end of the day. Matter of fact, two of her uh, people that she works with were leaving and they saw me. And I, and I got to tell you, Holly, I was in that car for a good probably 45 minutes to an hour thinking about what I'm going to say. Okay. How am I going to make this proposal special? You know, wow. What am I going to say? And I was still in the car when, uh, Dawn, her, her good, uh, friend, employee that she works with, co-worker, yeah. co-worker comes out and she sees me and she goes, are you doing it now? <laughs> I'm like, what? Are you going to propose to Kim now? I'm like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and so both her co-workers followed me back up the stairs and then started filming it. Oh, it was sweet. Yeah, it was very sweet. He came out from behind me. He was sweating bullets (laughs) and I saw him and he was like, just like a rush, like a storm had come in. And I'm like, what? Hey, Ken, what you doing? He's like, I got to talk to you. And he just sets everything down. My co-workers are, are like, what's happening? This is happening right now. He starts talking to me and I look down as he's talking and he's got an extra large sticker on his front of his shirt. So when he went to go pick up the ring, he actually went into a store there and bought a new shirt <laughs> of a guy that Aww. had helped us before. Uh-huh. And uh, he went in and he's like, listen, dude, I'm going to propose to her right now. I need a nice looking shirt. What do you got? He's like, I'll get one steamed for you. Go pick up the room. Come in. We'll put it on you. And you can I walk out. It. And he's like, okay. <laughs> so he's talking like romantical things. And I'm like, oh, can you got a little sticker? He was like, I don't care. Like he knew what he, like he was there for a purpose. So I'm just playing with the sticker on his shirt. Then I get the gist that, oh, this is what's happening. He's doing this now. Oh, you didn't realize. Oh, okay. <laughs> I didn't and, until that moment when he got down on his knee. Okay. Uh, it's all on tape. And, you know, you don't hear when it's happening. It's yeah. just like Charlie Brown going on. Um, but, but instantly I said yes. And he did surprise me. 
he knew how important my coworkers were to me. I've always talked highly of them, their family. And so he did it in a way that was just perfect. It, awesome. it just really was. And we had all that love and support around us when it happened. And I mean, it was a happy day. It was a, yes, awesome it day. Was. It was great. It Good was. job. Good job, Ken. Thanks. Thanks. <laughs> yeah. Everyone in our office is going to remember that Kim got proposed to right yeah. there yeah. in that office by this handsome man. <laughs> it, it was true. And also the other fact is that that's also where I received the news that Roger had passed. Uh-huh. The bishop had come into my work at uh, 1030 that morning uh-huh. and had told me that he had he had passed there. So this and so I had them surrounded yeah. by me. We closed the office. My boss closed the office when that happened. It was just they are near and dear to me. So for this to be able to be something special in a different way and to have their support and love was very, very touching. Yeah. Whether he knew it or not at that time, it really was That's the perfect awesome. place. It I was awesome. It. I love it. So then you're, you're engaged. And we're engaged we're, and we're trying to wait until November. November. Her parents by, by, we tell them November 27th. During Thanksgiving yeah. where okay. everybody's going to be Everyone's home. Everyone's going to be home. His daughter would be home um, and we could try to get the family up here. But what we realized was we wanted to do this for for us. Uh, We couldn't think of a good reason to wait. It was becoming difficult to wait just because of the circumstances. And we wanted to be together. Mm -hmm. He had taken me to a bridge um, that was near and dear to his family. And it was beautiful. It's this bridge that for, for, for years he had driven by but didn't know there was a bridge there. Seen a truck. He's like, what is over there? He was yeah. with Kenny, mm-hmm. his good friend that had Nana's bread recipe. And, the, <laughs> and they had stumbled upon this bridge together. They had their wives with them. They'd gone there in the winters to take pictures. Just a beautiful yeah. bridge, mm-hmm. beautiful bridge. And so he had taken me there. Well, then I just thought, I said, Ken, why don't we get married on your bridge? Mm-hmm. Why don't we just invite a small group of our friends, get married on the bridge, and um, have everybody come to lunch and then we go on on to, yeah. to Homer. So tell me about that water, morning a little bit or that day or your feelings a little bit. I got ready here. He ran around town. My dear coworker and friend had a, uh, a camper. And so she said, listen, me and my husband will come pick you up in our camper. We'll drive it out to this bridge that's out in the middle of nowhere. And it can be like your dressing room. Oh. We'll help you get ready. And um, it, it'll be great. So that's what we did. So um, my daughter-in-law helped me do my hair. It was chaotic around here that full morning. I was nervous. We were running behind uh, to meet at this bridge. and uh, But I, I come out to get into the camper. Here's Ken sitting out there. My hair is all done. I don't have my dress on yet, but he can clearly see me. And so yeah. I'm thinking, what are you doing here? Yeah. yeah. He just wants to be close to you. He That's, wanted to. He wanted I to. I always want to be close to him. Um, <laughs> And so at that point, I, I went ahead and started driving down to uh, the bridge. The bridge. About, about a 50-minute drive. Because I'm supposed to get there early so everyone knows where it's at. Because not right. everyone knows where this bridge is at. And I'm supposed to stop and uh, at the bridge and put balloons out or something. And it all worked out. We get to the bridge. I have to change. So I'm just changing on the side of the road. <laughs> Only in Alaska. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, my kids, my brother uh, show up. My mom came from Kenai, and it was. Um, and, it, and here's the thing, Holly. It was supposed to rain. 
We bought umbrellas for everyone because uh-huh. we're doing this. We're going to do this no matter what. And it was a beautiful day. It was a beautiful day. For that moment. It for was, that moment. Yeah. It was just. What uh, date? What date was it? Come on, babe. September 6th. <laughs> September 6th. Okay. Yep. <laughs> you know, <laughs> it's wrong. What is it? September 3rd. Oh, I'm so sorry. It's September 3rd. <laughs> she was in Talkeetna on September 6th. <laughs> September 3rd. And so we've been married a year and a month yeah. or so. Yeah, just over uh, 13 months. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And though sometimes I get the dates mixed up, um, <laughs> I, I just like to blame it on that we're just happy every day. I and love that. Um, yeah. every day just is just there's sunshine no matter what's the, going on. Yeah, outside. the date doesn't matter. I'm, I'm married to you. That's all that matters. Yeah. I don't care when we got married as long as I'm married to you and we're together. That's all that matters. And we're doing great. Oh. We're doing we're great. Amazing. Our kids are accepting. You know, we're we are a blended family with adult children and uh just trying to every day do what's right and do good things. Absolutely. Well, I I just have to say I just think it's so courageous of you guys to put yourself back out there, especially Kim. You had Heartache after heartache after heartache, and then just continue to put yourself out there. That that is a hard thing to do. I don't know if I'd have that in me. And and then look at where you're at. It's like I think that whole thing of the Lord loves effort, you know. And you just kept making an effort. And then I've just been really touched through this whole story. Um, the Spirit has really touched me through listening to your story. That's it just kind of testifies that yes, the Lord's hand was in this, and uh, and I just appreciate you sharing it with me because and other people will be really touched by it. To end these podcasts, I usually ask each person to just take a minute or two, just look at look at your spouse and just in a few sentences, just say how you felt while retelling this story. I'll let Ken looks like he wants to start. (laughs) (laughs) I love you so much. And to find you has truly been a blessing. You just, you complete me. That's such a a saying that's in a movie that you complete me but you do you and every day you make me so happy and i every day i get with you is is a blessing i appreciate that babe and retelling these stories that connected us is um just makes me feel so happy that we are where we're at right now today and uh it all happened just in a a linear kind of way that brought us together i'm thankful for for Maria and uh, helping you become the man that you are. And I'm thankful for your kids that have stuck by you and have supported us and my kids as well. And um, the, sharing the stories today have made me feel like this was what was supposed to happen. We have always both said we hope to be married longer to each other than we were with our spouses, with our other spouses. So that's our goal. It's our goal. Yeah. yeah. To, to continue living a good life together and uh, supporting one another. And I hope our story can help someone. It will. One couple. Yeah. 